bring them out, bring them out, bring them out, bring them out. Welcome into The Drive with A.D. and Raph. Former Husker football national champion, speaker, and author, Aaron Davis. Nebraska will win the national championship. The Cornhuskers beat Miami. It is history, 13-0, and bring that trophy back to Lincoln. Former Arena Football League quarterback, former head coach of the Capital City Crush, and guru of Husker football history, Chris Rapp. 25 straight wins for the Cornhuskers. One of the most dominating stretches college football history we may have seen one of the best teams in the history of college football tonight brought to you by sand hills global on 937 the ticket and the ticket we are back again this is the drive on 93.7 the ticket it's thursday ad we have ourselves a guest no, not just a guess. A legend. A legend. An 11-time All-America. I mean, that's like Bill Russell numbers. I mean, Bill Russell got 11 championship rings, right? And she's got two national championships. And two natties. I mean, you almost have more championships in years than Nick's been alive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're halfway there. You're yeah, halfway I mean, there. think about that, man. About to be and that's not counting halfway. the other. Now, I know. Now, okay. Well, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Heather. Uh-oh. You literally have more than 22 trophies and awards and medals, don't you, and rings. Be uh, honest. I really don't know Heather, that I've actually counted them. But... Stop it. <laughs> Heather, just hypothetically. Not even hypothetically. If you just guesstimated. Oh, I have no idea. No, Would no you say idea. more than 22? Uh, are you talking about club or college or like Everything. We... Definitely more than 22. Here I am. Here I am. <laughs> 21. <laughs> what can I say? So, A.D., we've got Heather Brink with us here today, the head coach of the Nebraska women's gymnastics team. I believe she's got a 3-1 and record so far this year, I believe, because you get three victories mm, for mm-hmm, last week. Mm-hmm. And then, yep, so 3-1 yeah. and one Huskers. Yeah, yeah. They, they compete again this Saturday at 6 o'clock at the Bob Devaney Sports Center going against Maryland. the Maryland Terrapins. Yes, yes, our first uh, conference match or meet uh, this weekend, looking forward to having them in and starting our conference play and just continuing to build on what we've done over the last two weeks. They, you know, started out, um, you know, a little, maybe not quite as strong as we wanted to, had to count mm-hmm. some falls. So um, built on that last week and can look to continue to do that this weekend. Heather, I, I was you know, looking at your bio last night and um, I didn't say, where did you grow up at? I'm actually from here in Lincoln. Where'd you go to high school? <laughs> Good question. Everybody always asks me that. I actually moved away from home to train, so I oh, went wow. to high school she in down Oklahoma. At, so, like, Edmond, to, to say, to modern day IMG, basically. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. when people go to Florida, okay. Yeah, yeah. I mean, back in the day, like back back when I did gymnastics, you want to talk mm-hmm. about a long time ago. Um, they didn't really have like the national team training center like they have now, mm-hmm. and and mm-hmm. those opportunities. So, you had like these club sites that would predominantly raise or train the elite level athletes um and so i had moved away from from home to do that because you were elite yeah (laughs) i am this is a crazy story she was elite i met heather's dad dave before i ever met heather yeah my my parents have been pretty involved in nebraska athletics i mean i grew up around it my mom works for the university okay um has since i was a little kid has helped out with i mean in the 80s the men's team you know had a run of national championships yeah, um and back 
NCAA rules were were different, and you could have booster clubs, right? Yeah. And my parents would help run those booster clubs, and we would do different events. And um, so they would go run the the booster club during the meets, and I'd go into the men's gym and swing around on the high bar, and yeah, just awesome. you know, run the roost. But um, yeah, so I, oh. I I have great memories from Nebraska and growing up in this area. I mean, we. The gym I started at was in Mabelie Hall, which no longer exists. Oh wow! Right, um, right, right. Under like where the where the uh, college athletes trained, mm-hmm. and so my parents would drop me off at practice and then go to the football games, and we'd oh. listen to the games, right? Because it was right there on right. the on the corner of the U, yep. right, uh, in front of the stadium. And when the when the team would score, we'd all run outside and backflip on the lawn and run back in. Yeah, so um, grew up watching all of that. Yeah. Well, you grew up in time when you were doing a lot of backflips. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, we did. We used to hang like eighty on Minnesota back in the day. We're tired of doing backflips. Right. Yeah, yeah. It's like the push-ups, the military. Oh yeah, I I still remember like. NSG, that was your, was that the name of Yeah, back it was called Nebraska School of Gymnastics. School of yeah. Gymnastics. I remember I went to high school with a girl, and she went to NSG, and I remember she heard her telling me, she's like, well, I got practice tonight. And I was like, well, I'm thinking to myself, well, what, what kind of practice do you have? She's like, oh, I go to like, what, like three till seven or something yeah. every night? Actually, or? because NSG, or I mean, the college team would practice. We didn't practice till 6 p.m. Oh, yeah. I mean, they practiced from two to I forgot six about or whatever. That. And, then and we'd go like six to 9.30. Yeah. Yeah, really, and, pretty late at night. And I'm like, yeah. oh, so you do that like once, once a week? And yeah. she's like, oh, no, I go about every single day. I'm like... <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah, gymnastics is a sport where, you know, it's it's about numbers and repetition and um, getting that confidence built up and doing those routines and endurance and all that kind of stuff. So it, it's pretty specialized. It's pretty uh, intense as far as the training. I think we're, we've got to be one of the only teams uh, on campus that utilize almost all 20 hours every single week um, of their practice time. And that's not film watching. It's not, you know what I mean? We are, we are literally it. practicing uh, – 19 hours. We use 19 hours. Heather, two questions here. One that's, just, that's intriguing to me in basketball, and I, I want to say this in, a, in, in the right way, in basketball, you can get away with a misstep mm-hmm. here and there. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you can, you know, you, you, yeah. a guy beats you can make up. In football, right. uh, if a guy beats you off the line, well, you can recover. Right. Uh, I can go on and on. In golf, you know, you hit a fat shot. Well, it's still going to advance. In gymnastics? Yeah. Every move. Yeah, and it's and it's just an individual. There's no team play, yes. right? Like, you don't get to tag out and go, okay, you're up. Now, right. You know what I mean? I'm struggling. It's your turn. Um, so you definitely have to um, kind of work on – it's a mental game. I mean, it's completely mental. With that being said, when we talk about mindset, and I, I think uh, gymnastics – and I've, I've obviously I would be dead if I tried to get on the balance beam <laughs> at any too. age. Whether at 49 <laughs> or 9, I couldn't do it. Um, it wouldn't matter. The margin of error, but, you know, the mindset that goes into that, and you mentioned the mental aspects, which brings me back to oh, the young lady that, that uh, during the Olympics. Uh, Simone. Simone. Mm-hmm. Simone Biles. Simone yeah. Biles. When she tapped, we were talking about this a little bit, when we were, you know, yeah. on the, air, the yeah. mindset. Yeah. And what is that thing called when they just say can't tell up? I mean, uh, when they. They call it the twisties the twi- is what is kind of the untechnical term. But- Will you explain that for us? Yeah. I mean, in gymnastics, there, there's kind of two different athletes, right? The athlete that kind of uh, feels where she's at or the athlete that's a visual person. And um, sometimes those two kind of correlate, right? Mm-hmm. And you could do something. You could take off in a different direction. A light could be in your face where you would normally look. Um, and it can really just throw a lot of things off. And when you get lost, like, you, I mean, 
at her level, she was doing so many flips and so many twists at one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, you just get lost. Like, you don't know where the ground is. You don't know where the ceiling is. Um, and you're, like, hoping your body kind of knows what to do. But if just that one little timing thing throws you off, it can it can really throw off that sense. And if your mind, if there's a, a tremendous amount of stress, things mm-hmm, you're going through already, mm-hmm. it's a wrap. Right. I would assume because right. it reminds me of like an airline, a, a pilot, mm-hmm. to a plane gets flipped up. I don't know what that's called. I forget what it's called. Uh, text line, help me out. When you don't know that you're yeah, upside you don't know down. It, yeah, because yeah. I think that's what happened when Kennedy uh, John Jr. passed yeah. away in that you know the plane mm-hmm, accident mm-hmm. he had. He didn't know if he was upside down or right side up in the, yeah. in the airplane. Yeah. And I think about the twisties. Yeah. Would you say that's a similar similar situation? Absol- Obviously, a absolutely. lot less. You know. Yeah, I mean, we call it air awareness, right? Mm-hmm. Like knowing kind of where you're at. Um, a lot of athletes will do tramp, you know, growing up and kind of training that. Um, but I definitely think there's there's the ability that just that one little thing goes wrong. You know what I mean? It could be a toe that's, you know. Vertigo. Chase yeah, B, thank you. There you go. Chase, thanks, Chase B. Vertigo. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And so you just kind of get get lost, and, and you've got so much going on at one time, and at that point you're kind of mid-flight, right? What do you, you just try to find the ground as best you can. Raph, I'll let you go ahead, but I, I thought it was interesting that people that criticize her so much couldn't even jump off their I couch, yeah. let alone <laughs> do something else. But go ahead, Raph. All right, so we got the meet this weekend, 6 yes, o'clock, sir. Bob Brewing Sports Center. I believe we have a certain cause that we're having that meet yes, for. Yes, yes, it's our uh, Stick It to Cancer meet and mm. uh, going to recognize cancer survivors. Not We'll wear pink as far as leotard color, um, but we're recognizing all cancer survivors. Uh, you know, there's multiple different kinds of cancer, and so we want to recognize those that have faced that struggle. Uh, you want to talk about mental toughness and uh, physical toughness. I think that that's a battle. Um you know, youth, it affects all different ages, Definitely right? Does. And my uh, guy is a cancer survivor. Are you really? Yes. Congratulations. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. It definitely yeah. changes things. Oh, up. for sure. Right. A different whole nother perspective. perspective. Yeah. Absolutely. Right. Right. And uh, just that, that uh, fight in the middle, I would think was, was pretty challenging. Keep your mind on the positive side. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. You know, you know, there was a text line here, um, unknown texter says, are you able to train better and compete in a higher level in your new new oh, facility? Great, great question. Um, I think we have a lot more resources. So the training um, surfaces that we utilize in, in trying to, um, quote unquote, save the athletes' bodies, right? Like mm. gymnastics is pretty tough on their on their um, joints and, mm-hmm. and lower extremity in particular. Um, so there's a lot of things that we put into that facility to try to save on that, that wear and tear. Um, I think that that's pretty awesome. I think the team environment, because our old facility, um, was kind of split level. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the, the environment in which we can kind of create that team unity and dynamic, um, I think is, is pretty special from, from a recruiting standpoint. I think it's definitely one of the best facilities in the country. Um, and a lot of people, you know, when they come in and are able to see it, they're like, wow, it's, that's pretty awesome. Will you guys in the, in the words of DP space, right? right. <laughs> will you guys be, will you guys, guys and girls, will you have, um, uh, any space inside that new facilities being built at, at, at on campus? Um, well, the, the, the go big project. Yes. Um, well, there's going to be the, uh, training table, the mm-hmm. academic center, our mm-hmm. life skills center. Um, I don't know about athletic medicine, if they're staying or moving, you know, we haven't had a full rendering yet, uh, Mm -hmm. to be able to see that. 
what I think Nebraska does really, really well is the resources that we provide to our student, all of our student athletes, mm-hmm. right? So the training table being one of them. Um, so our athletes will get to use that space, the academics, resources. I mean, we have the most academic All-Americans in the country for a reason. Wow. Um, Repeat that, please. We have the most academic All-Americans in the country. Wow. And I think we lead by over 75. Stanford oh and Notre Dame, gosh. I think, have kind of flip-flopped uh, between second and third. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, Dennis LeBlanc's been there for, well, since you know, since I was, I was an athlete, right? Yeah. yeah, when I was there. Yeah, when I was there in, ni- in yeah. early 90s, Dennis so was there. So he's kind of built that, that platform for our student-athletes to succeed in the classroom. Um, I think our approach, you know, um, as coaching staffs is mm-hmm. is to help them find their – their passion gymnastics doesn't have professional level after this you know i mean this is kind of their their last hurrah and that they start to you know understand that's finite time and they get to use their um talent or their you know abilities in in the gymnastics to get an education to find that next level passion of what they're going to go on and do sometimes it's in coaching but um sometimes it's not and we we want them to be successful in that nature awesome you know you went into corporate america yeah i did you know after <laughs> <laughs> emeritus her heart yes. was still in yes. gymnastics yeah. i actually graduated college and took a job down in scottsdale arizona um and that was my that was my first job out of um out of college was in the business realm um kind of doing actuarial work i love math it's mm-hmm. it's one of my favorite things to do um why I, yeah, no. I know. <laughs> no, go ahead. It was, it was like the uh, dessert of homework for me, but I couldn't do the science. I couldn't do the English. You yeah. know, those were the things that I struggled with. But um, did that for it was probably about a year, and I was like, yeah, I kind of miss the gym. You know, like mm. I, I just miss. You think you're getting away from certain things, but you get into the corporate side. There's a lot of politics. There's a lot of you know other things you kind of have to manage. Um, I'm a loud person by nature, uh, so I was always in trouble for being loud, but. Um, so I started coaching classes. I just found a local gym there and was like, oh, I just kind of want to get back in the gym. Started coaching classes that turned into started scratching the itch. Uh, yep. And then that turned into compulsories. And then eventually there was a club there in uh, Arizona that had a full time. It's called Arizona Sunrays. Um, had a full time position available, and I sat down with my husband. It's going to be a pretty decent sized pay cut for mm-hmm. me. Um, and said, I think this is what I want to do. Like, I, I think this is, this is my passion. This is my calling. Um, and just jumped at it. And then, um, I told you I grew up here. So we just started, start, decided to start a family. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wanted to be closer to my, my family, family for my, well. for my kids. Um, and so we decided to move back. And when I moved back at the university, they, they already had coaches, right? Like there was no openings. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had to find something else to do to help support my family um and so i worked at emeritus you went back to the business side of oh, things yeah. yeah and then um there's two assistant coaches here tim garrison and dana durante mm-hmm. um and tim coached nsg uh which is the club that works out in the uh, facility okay. right and when he would travel with the college team he would ask if i would come in and help out coach coach the club while he was gone um, and so I would do that. And then eventually those two coaches got head coaching positions elsewhere. And, uh, Dan called me up, Dan Kendig, mm-hmm. and he, uh, was like, I want you to apply for this position. DK. Yeah. And I said, I'm, <laughs> I'm not applying for this position. If you're not going to hire me, like, <laughs> don't make me go through that, you know, like that excitement of, of doing this and, and then turn me down. So. Um, yeah, I, somebody asked me the other day, they were doing an interview and they were like, you know, what, 
when is that moment that hits you? And I'll mm. never forget standing in our new facility. Our offices overlook the gym, and there's windows down. Um, <clears throat> and the gym was empty. And I'm, like, standing at this window just looking over this gym, and I'm like, how did I get here? Like, you know what I mean? It's right. just, like, mind-blowing. Right. Um, <laughs> not only how do you end up with your dream job. Most coaches have to move around. You mm -hmm. have all of these things. Um one thing I'm extremely passionate about is just Nebraska in general. Yeah. Um, it, it, it's home to me. Mm -hmm. um, and, and you look down and you go, how did, how did I end up here? How did, right. how did my life work out like this? That not only do I get to do a job that I really, really enjoy, but for something that um, is a huge piece of my heart. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up, like I said, around this, this um, athletic department and um, – I don't, I don't know. It just it just was a very surreal moment to look out and be like, how did, how did this happen? You know, and I, I think because of the gratitude that you show for it, it shows in your coaching, the yeah. passion you bring towards it. <clears throat> we got a break. Can you stick around? Yes. Because yeah. there's a question we want to get on the, on the okay. text line to you Excellent. as well. Excellent. All right. We're going to send it to break. This is The Drive, 93.7 The Ticket. The 30 second stereo radio for trade school in the Home Depot. Spot code YHTFD00RGA0. Spot title Project Planning Homeowner 101. So you're ready to tackle a home improvement project on your own. Let's make a plan. Take a free workshop from the Home Depot and get live help from our expert associates. Whether you're upgrading your kitchen or overhauling your bathroom, we'll provide everything you need to get started. You'll know what to look for and what to avoid, so you can take on any project with confidence. Homeowner 101 Livestream Workshops from the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Register now at homedepot.com slash workshops.